Welcome to the Trichotillomania Help Podcast. I'm your host Marnella. I suffered from trichotillomania and with this podcast I want to give you help and information to overcome trichotillomania. All I want is that you can control your urges to pull and that you become the best version of yourself to reach your full potential. Today's episode will be about the various experiences of trichotillomania. It is such a unique and complex condition and everyone experiences it differently. Everyone copes with it differently. It is not just a hair pulling disorder. It is a difficulty dealing with emotions or other psychological triggers. And thus, we use our hair as a way to cope, as a coping mechanism. In this episode, I want to give you some examples of how people experience trick differently. The first one is the expressions of trichotillomania. Trichotillomania doesn't limit itself to just one area of the body. Instead, it can show up in different places. The hair most commonly pulled is scalp hair. But you can even have trichotillomania when you pull your hair somewhere in the middle. And others might target their eyebrows, eyelashes or even pubic hair. Then we have the patterns of pulling. Do you always pull the same amount of hair? Or does it vary? I always grab the single hair and pull that out intensely. Or just very slowly by giving it like 10 pulls till it was eventually pulled out. And all of this usually happens when I was in a trance state where it was hard to get out of. At least I now have a strong foundation and an active awareness and intervention plan so I know what to do. And my pathways are highly reduced as my tendency to pull is nowhere like it was when I suffered from trick. So some people, just like I did, may pull one hair at a time, almost like a ritual. But some people engage in more extensive hair pulling, resulting in patches of hair loss in a short amount of time. If this is you, then you will be very likely to gain bald spots and it is very quote-unquote dangerous to lose all your hair when you're not able to prevent or intervene in this vicious circle of trichotillomania. Next, we have different emotional dimensions. From my own experience with trichotillomania, research and my clients, I know that stress and anxiety are one of the biggest and most common triggers for trichotillomania. But other people can also pull because of boredom, for example. It can also be simply because they have idle hands and these hands need something to do. Where people often automatically pull their hair without them realizing it. There's also a physical impact that can be different. Not everyone has bald areas. Not everyone has skin irritation. But both of these physical consequences can happen for someone with trichotillomania. Patches of hair loss, for example, whether it's on the scalp, eyebrows or eyelashes, can be a visible reminder of this struggle of hair pulling. At the same time, some people engage in hair pulling without the result of obvious bald spots. Skin irritation is another physical impact. The constant touching and pulling of the hair can irritate the skin, leading to discomfort and even potential complications. Often, these skin irritations can lead to more pulling, as it works as a trigger for many. 
Just imagine if you have an itchy area on your head with interesting thicker hair textures. Then it's much more tempting to pull, right? I like the feeling of pulling my hair. That slight itch and pain that it gave me when I pulled. I could end up with a sore scalp and burning areas all over. Not only from the stress and the tension that caused me to pull in the first place, but also from the areas where I pulled. We also have different psychological effects. Have you listened to the episode of the vicious circle of trichotillomania? The psychological impact of trichotillomania varies widely as well. Think about feelings of shame, guilt and low self-esteem. But the intensity differs from person to person. Some might struggle profoundly with self-worth, while others find ways to cope and maintain a more positive self-image. It's so interesting to see all these differences. And it also makes sense, as trichotillomania is a very complex and personalized condition. Another unique experience of trichotillomania is its impact on our daily life. How badly does trichotillomania interfere with your daily life? Maybe you're someone who can still be very productive. Or maybe you're someone who doesn't get as much done as when you wouldn't have pulled your hair. For example, a teenager I coach still has good grades, even though she can pull out big patches of hair in a short amount of time. For her, it doesn't impact how well she does at school or how productive she is. But also for her, she has to deal with the physical consequences of bald areas and mental consequences like what will people think of me when the wind blows at my hair and they see my bald areas, etc. For me, it impacted my productivity immensely. I couldn't focus well and it killed hours of my time each day. Maybe you experience this too. Or maybe social interactions bring you a source of anxiety leading to isolation. What's different with trichotillomania too is the way we cope with it. There are a wide range of coping mechanisms that you can use and try to manage trichotillomania. It is a condition you have to live with, but you don't have to suffer from it for the rest of your life. It's all about finding what works best for you. Because remember, it is a manageable condition. I believe that you have the answers within you to stop, as I had for myself as well. You only need to unravel them. And you need a strong foundation to prevent recurring relapses. You need discipline, patience, and a willingness to try new things and put in the necessary work. But on the other side, you will come out as a much better version of yourself. Your mindset, lifestyle, and all these things are affected and improved as you learn to manage trichotillomania. There is no one-size-fits-all, but there is a comprehensive approach to trichotillomania. I've done all the research for you, all the trial and error, and the perfection of techniques, and I've put it into a comprehensive trichotillomania program that took me a while to create. But it feels like the best way I can help. Trichotillomania deserves a complete approach. My program is also practical and designed to be flexible so you can adjust it to your needs. You will be left with a toolkit to manage it effectively 
and experience lasting change. But eventually, it's up to you to do it. On my website, you can find a video in which I show what's inside my course and what you can expect. So, these were the various experiences of Trichotillomania. Number one, the expressions of Trichotillomania. Number two, the patterns of pulling. Number three, emotional dimensions. Number four, physical impact. Number five, psychological effects. Number six, impact on daily life. And number seven, unique coping approaches. So that was it for today's episode. If this podcast was helpful to you, please consider rating this podcast and giving a review. It will help me a lot to reach more people with trichotillomania. No one deserves to suffer alone. Thank you so much for listening. See you in the next episode.